1: seven footers gang what is going on we are back i know we took a little break last week for you guys um just a little technical difficulties (laughs) to start the season nothing nothing else i mean it's (laughs) me they already know it's me
0: (laughs) well but do you want to explain to our audience what exactly happened
1: The there's construction behind my building or whatever, and they knocked out the power lines. <laughs> I get emails, everything from Verizon, everything. Like I got a package that day, and it was my like new shirt that I was dying to get. And they told me that because their system was down, I couldn't get my package. and I almost like like cried in front of them. <laughs> like that's how bad it was in these streets. I had to work from a restaurant slash bar, and <laughs> yes, it was, I, I did I-
0: notice some wine near your near your laptop. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know what? Hard times, you know, yeah. calls for a little bit of a harder drink and Understood. your girl needed it. I like I, these things just happen. And of course, it's the day the season starts, the <laughs> bachelorette starts everything. And I can't do anything. I had no cable, nothing. I texted Gerard. I was like, Gerard. And you guys know the heartbreak and like heart palpitations. I should say I have. Mine. I know Gerard's going to literally kill me. So Safe to say that that's why you guys didn't get an episode
0: last. I mean, we you, we could have done like a live on location, right? Like you were live at some bar in Hoboken.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about it a little bit. And then I was like, you know, this is going to be a shit show. Yeah, it would have um, been,
0: been too noisy. To, yeah, it would have been crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't exactly like the classiest bar. So there were some people and they were making some noise. <laughs> some noise. Well, so
0: but you're here now in the NBA season here. it.
1: We're here now. The NBA season is here, guys. The 75th anniversary season. And it is a special one. And the NBA is actually going to be honoring um, different players on the list throughout the season. So that's also exciting or two uh this is 125 guys welcome in because we got a lot of things to cover here in terms of news tidbits things to start the season and dare i say are we already starting off with injuries but we'll get there don't worry we will get there let's talk about somebody yeah um didn't expect to see the This is a situation that you never want to see. I'm talking about Sun's owner, Robert Sarver, accused of racism, sexism um, in a proposed story. So this is. Unexpected for this era that we're in for some reason, but it's also, you know, it's just crazy to me, um. How deep you want to get into this, Draud? How we want to dive in? Proposed Story by ESPN. Um,
0: yeah. So just, and- a little, just just to peel the curtain back for our audience, right? Like oftentimes stories like this are in the works and in the can and are ready to, ready to print, so to speak. And yeah. the reason why they don't come out or they, they're delayed or whatever, it's because of the accusations and allegations being addressed need to be quadruple checked, right, to make sure that they are legit because these are serious accusations and allegations being levied against Robert Sarver. Mm-hmm. Uh given whom he is and uh what we know about him, those of us in and around the NBA, it's not surprising. Um you know, he is one of these people who you know, is a rich billionaire kind of person who tends to be very brash and crass and off-color at best, at worst, possibly all these other things, right? Um, at True Hoop, uh, Henry, uh, our boss, published a story about uh, Robert Sarver delivering a roast at the wake slash funeral of one of his business partners. And okay, it's a roast, so at a roast, you know, you tend to get, you know, pretty, pretty grimy with stories. But I mean, this guy was, you know, getting pretty pretty graphic with like, sexual innuendo and various things so if this is in fact true it would not be surprising uh Robert Sarver does not have the greatest reputation uh out there so I'm not too surprised so that's about the extent I'm willing to to go into it we will know more uh if and when this story comes out
1: yeah absolutely and yeah again to clarify there was um you know reports and rumblings of a massive story being prepared that is set to be released of all of these allegations. So we, we shall see, um, for now he denies them. Mm -hmm. So again, Mm -hmm. we'll follow this for you guys and let you guys know, but let's move on to another serious story happening in the NBA that is, that has, um, flooded into society per se and outside of the league, Per se. And that is at the Nets uh, home opener, there were massive protests and you were there, Gerard. I was not. But just from the videos, it looked like a massive crowd. And, you know, that can get frightening sometimes. You never know what's going on. And these protests were actually in favor of Kyrie Irving. And um, protesters were saying, quote, no vaccine mandates stand with Kyrie. Um this is exactly what Kyrie said he didn't want to happen, to be a distraction. So now we have protesters outside of Barclays charging the doors. Um, what happened? You were there. So yeah. know, there's no better person to fill in the blanks.
0: So the Nets played the Hornets now home opener on Sunday, as you said. That game was set to tip at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, local time here in New York. Um, I usually get to the arena about two hours, uh, maybe sometimes two and a half hours before tip. So I got there sometime around two o'clock. So got inside. No, there was nothing going on that I saw also to be, to just again, give our our audience more of an inside peek. The protest was happening at the front entrance of the Barclays Center. The media entrance is on the side, right? So, but when I came up the escalator out of the subway to the front entrance, none of that was going on at the time. I headed straight down the side uh, to the media entrance and got inside. So I was just doing my normal pregame thing, um, and then I was on Twitter and I was like, what? There's protests. What's happening? Because um, there were other reporters who were around and who were supposed to be at the game who were tweeting out that they were having some trouble getting inside because at some point the Barclays Center did sort of lock the the building down because some of those protesters rushed past the barricades uh, and got up to the front doors. Um, and, you know, there was a heavy police presence that I noticed when I came up came up out of the uh, the the subway at around 2 o'clock uh, that afternoon and what's so bizarre about this story and it's such a sad state of, of affairs of where we are as a nation, Jenna, was the convergence of people that were quote unquote in support of Kyrie you had people with Black Lives Matter shirts and people who support the Black Lives Matter movement in addition to bad faith actors and people who are in the MAGA movement all standing together saying we support Kyrie when in fact, in reality, those two groups of people disagree about literally everything. Um, and it's just, this is the absurdity that we live in, in 2021, that you literally have MAGA and black lives matter people marching and chanting together in favor of Kyrie because of, uh, the New York city vaccine mandate. And, you know, Kyrie's whole thing about, I don't want to be a distraction. My God. Yeah. Well, that's what you're going to be at least outside. Right. Uh, Fortunately, inside, nothing happened. There were no chants, no anything. I mean, business went on as usual. Um, I'll be curious to see if this continues throughout the course of the season. Uh, but it, it was from the videos and everything, because, again, I was inside. Now, at that, at that point, I came out of my seat and uh, the, uh, out of media row and went towards the front uh, in, through inside the building. And there was a heavy police presence, of course. And by then, you saw flags and people chanting outside. But by then, the police had gotten it under control. And it's just, you know, this is where we are. The theater of the absurd. Like, th- this is this is America in 2021. And <laughs> the fact that Kyrie Irving's refusal to uh, abide by the New York City mandate is what brings together these particular two disparate groups of people. Again, sad commentary on where we are as a society.
1: Completely agreed. Um, have the Brooklyn Nets or Kyrie himself, I don't think either have addressed it directly, correct?
0: Kyrie did not address it correctly. The Nets did not. Barclays Center, however, put out a statement saying, uh, for a brief moment, Barclays Center did close its doors while we tried to get control of the situation. And and then once we did, the game tipped off. as usual." And it sure did. Like Again, if you were off of the internet and just inside the building, you'd have no idea what was going on out there. It wasn't even like, you know, there was a lot of scuttlebutt and people like, oh my God, you hear what's happening? Like, Nothing like business went on as usual, went on as usual inside the the confines of the Barclays Center or as Kevin Durant calls it, the clays.
1: The clays. (laughs) Oh, man. that just you know what? That just made me like him. (laughs) It it did. It just made me like him. It just the clays. That's good. That's good. That's good. I like that. Clever, Kev. Um, (laughs) Clever, Kev. (laughs) Clever Kev. Um, yeah, but real quick, back to that situation. That that's I just can't even believe we're here at this point. That's all I'll say. Um interesting that he hasn't addressed it uh directly because he seems to want to be ahead of the situation and the narrative that his name controls. So very interested to see what his next move will be and what is going on. Um also did you see that not to turn this into a funny thing at all, but I'm just saying this is the height that it's reached. SNL did a skit.
0: Oh, really? I didn't this. see it. And wow. Kyrie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So let's let's uh, take a major shift away from the serious topics because let's get into some ball. It's the 75th season. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Um, so far, you know, Opening night was last week, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. But what surprised us so far this season, Gerard? A lot of things. A lot of young guys coming out of the woodwork, coming out hot. A lot of a little forewarned injuries, maybe, Mm -hmm. reminders of last season. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, let's talk about two dumpster fires that – have the best record <laughs> in the league right now. I'm talking about the 4-0 Bulls since 96, okay? They are 4-0 since the 96 season in the Hornets, who are 3-0 for the first time ever. 3-1. Um, they, they,
0: they lost last night in OT to, oh, the, to 3-1. the Celtics.
1: Yes. Yeah. But they did come up. They, they had that glory moment for one second. <laughs> they did. Um, But – These two teams are showing out, and the Bulls are the most surprising and the most intriguing because they have an extremely different roster, and they have pieces that are actually promising in DeMar DeRozan, in Lonzo Ball, and it's a young team. Talk to me about these Bulls. Are we going to (laughs) Chi-Town?
0: Pump the brakes. Slow down. Look, good good on the Bulls, right? Coming on 4-0, that's excellent. Uh, I will Let's also be clear about something. Two of those wins were against the Detroit Pistons, who were a bottom feeding team without their number one pick, Kate Cunningham. So let's not, you know, lose our minds about about how good that the Bulls are. Now, when they put when they start playing some real serious competition and they continue to win, then we'll talk. But look, the Bulls, as we know, and we talked about in our season preview episode, Jenna. They've gone all in on, we're, no, we're making the playoffs this year, right? That's what all those moves are about, getting Lonzo, getting DeMar. We talked about Zach Levine and his uh, summer with the Olympic team and winning gold medal and how that often buoys players and gets them to bring their game up to another level when they're around all those excellent players like Kevin Durant, etc., etc. right? So yeah, I expect the Bulls to play hard and be an excellent team. What worries me about them is they're not particularly deep. Um, so an injury or two. Which you know, I'm not predicting it, but they happen in a season. You know that could hurt them. Uh, but they're playing hard. They're competing. You gotta like what Billy Donovan's doing there, and then the new regime uh, uh, in in the front office. But in terms of surprises for me, Jenna, like it's really the young guys asserting themselves as you know. No, no, we're we're here. Uh, it's not like you know the the veterans are like done. We're not saying that. But young guys are really like, no, 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 no. Like, we're for real. John Morant has been outstanding in year three. And again, it's early, let's not lose our minds. It's only three games. But he's been on fire. The Grizzlies look fantastic, two and one. Um, You know, we we are seeing excellent play by young players. And I, I like to see that, right? Like, the future of the league is bright. So that's one thing that's that stood out to me.
1: I completely agree. The future. The of the league looks so bright, not only because of the talent, but do you notice, really, if we take a step back, the guys that are coming in, and I'm, of course, leading with Jalen Green to start, Mm -hmm. their confidence is at an all-time high. It is something that you can't even teach. It's actually insane to me just because, like, this is the persona is like shifted. Usually when you come in the league, you're never like that. You're timid. You're this, you're that. There's always, of course, like the guys that are showing out. Yes. Jalen green was a number two pick, but you don't see Kate Cunningham coming up here. Like <laughs> Jalen green is slamming down dunks, uh, reaching milestones that MJ reached like already. But the attitudes are different. Like, I, sure. I, I guess it's the evolution or a different era that we're in. Or maybe because like, they're these, what is it? Gen Z or something that they're calling. <laughs> I, don't themselves even know, now? I don't even know what they are. But no, yeah, you're right. I, they're
0: they're they're I mean, super confident. I mean, even a guy like Anthony Edwards, year two. I mean, he is just like showing out, like doing his thing, like trying to de- trying to declare himself as. Look, we got Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe he thinks. I mean, I know he does. Thinks of himself as I can be the number two building piece, a, a cornerstone of this franchise. So it's great to see the young guys. The other thing that's you know not surprising me, but something I'm I'm keeping an eye on is um. You know, the the rule changes and the foul calls, you know, a lot of, I mean, it's early again, small sample size. We're like barely a week into the season, into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, free throw rates for some players are down. But I just think that for a lot of players, they're still working themselves back into shape. They're not quite f- fully there yet. I mean, let's remember, Jenna, this is the thir- part of the third season we have entered within one calendar year, right? In the past 12 months, we have played parts of three NBA seasons. That's insane.
1: Like, when you put it like that, it just like yeah. hurts my soul. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's insane.
0: It is insane, right? We fin- we had to finish the bubble season after after the delay when when the COVID nineteen pandemic was at its height. The second the next season followed up immediately after, and it concluded late this summer Olympics, and now we're back again on 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 calendar. You know, it's just a lot mm-hmm. of basketball. And so that, as you know, Jenna, and the injuries, that worries me, like particularly the old guys and we'll talk about them in a bit. But the older players, that is worrying me. That's all. Listen, those guys, it's not just that they're older, they're older and they have a lot of miles in their body. It's not like they're just 35 and they haven't been doing anything their whole lives. They're 35 and they've also been having deep playoff runs their entire career. That's a lot of miles on those tires.
1: Heck yeah. Um I would say that the Warriors are surprising me, but they're not. They're looking <laughs> great. So, it's so you kind know of what, annoying. You know
0: what's so interesting about the Warriors, Jenna? The reverse has almost happened for them, right? Yeah. And what I mean by that is so they, they they lose the they lose in the finals the year that KD blows out his Achilles and Clay gets hurt, right? The next season is the COVID season, but what happens early in that season? Steph breaks his wrist. He's out the rest of the year, right? And he, he that happened early. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in essence, after a, you know, uh, uh, three titles in five-year run for the Warriors and all that late basketball, he had a whole, you know, year off, essentially, right? Because he was hurt. The next year, mm-hmm. last season, the Warriors did not make the playoffs, right? So he had another longer off season to recover. So it's kind of no surprise that he's looking great coming out, right? Because he's kind of had a bit of a of a of a rest period after going to five straight finals, right? That was cuz again, playing basketball into late June every year is taxing on your body. <laughs> so essentially having 2 to 3 2 years off to recover after that, he's looking stronger, more fit. That's a good thing. You, you mm-hmm. work in the younger players around them who've gotten better. And then the hope is that when Clay comes back, this is the makings of a team that could challenge in the Western Conference. Now, it is early season. I'm not jumping on board with that yet, Jenna. Like, I need to see more first. Yeah, they look pretty good, but I still need to see more. And I'm not, and again, as I said before, I'm not sure what Clay is going to be when, he's, when he comes back. Sure. I mean, everyone's like, oh, look at Kevin Durant. Okay, but they're not the same person, right? Like, Clay could be fine. He could not be. I want to see what it looks like when they come back, but there's definitely reason for optimism. If you're a Warriors fan.
1: I completely agree. We shall see. I mean, again, Steph is going off per usual, but again, good point to uh, noting that they have had a lot more rest than others. So again, leg up, we shall see. Uh, Let's talk about some teams and players that are having uncharacteristic slow starts. And should we be worried? This is, This is interesting because two of the teams are teams that everybody has predicted will be in the finals the Nets and Lakers. And of course, we have Portland in there that's struggling with a one and two record, same as Lakers, one and two to start off. Nets, two and two, little slow start there without Kyrie Irving beefing up the narratives that they can't do it without him. (laughs) So, a lot to unpack here. But let's kick it off and start with the Lakers, just because we're going to combine this with the LeBron James mm-hmm. scare injury mm-hmm. um, when he collided with uh, Grizzlies forward Desmond Bain and that right leg, the same right leg that he struggled in with that ankle that kept him out um, last season. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all blending in together for yep. me. But yeah, so so he's getting around the clock treatment, says he's sore. He's hoping to play uh sooner than later but he said the first thing he started thinking was not again that like ptsd rolled back in his head obviously i teared up because
0: <laughs> that's what i
1: do because
0: you're a LeBron but, James um, propagandist
1: <laughs> we are literally two episodes into the <laughs> new season and this is the slander that i am subjected to it's fine it's fine
0: it's so, okay. <laughs> look, who, I can
1: take it this season. Why? Because we have mellow.
0: Right, so. Oh, low. we're going we're to get some mellow. This just in, by the way. LeBron James LeBron will James not play tonight um, against the. Look at that. Look at that. We are. We're, we're, sim, we're simpatico. We're simpatico. Look.
1: Blow me a red wine.
0: Jenna, I, if I'm a Lakers fan, I'm concerned. Look, what do I always say? What is the best predictor of future injury? Previous injury. Yes, I know. Right? Yeah. Every year so far that LeBron has been a Laker, and we are now in his, what, fourth season as a Laker?
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: He's been injured every year, right? Every year he's had some kind of injury. That's caused him to miss time. Now, remember, this is someone who, in his peak in Miami and his Cleveland days, Iron Man, right? not a, not a whole lot of uh not not a lot of injuries to speak of the older you get this is what happens it's the same like as last year again biggest predictor of future injury prior injury he is not getting younger yes i understand he spends a million dollars a year in his body all, all of that is all well and true and good and that money that he spends and the way it is finely tuned allows him to slow the process that will affect a normal person at a much more normal rate, right? But there's a reason why we say Father Time remains undefeated. It's because you cannot stop time, right? Time continues to march forward. So at some point, there's a reason why uh, leagues like the NBA or whatever, like these these, these high-level contact sports are not dominated by players in their late 30s and early 40s. It's just that's not a thing. Who dominates the league? People in their 20s, right? Well, there's a reason for that, right? Young legs, fresh legs tend to work better than older legs, particularly older legs and older joints with tons of miles on them. LeBron James' entire career, primary, for the most part, except the early, you know, the early Cleveland years, year one, year two, he's played late into the playoffs his entire career. That is a lot. The, the most minutes in the history of the— It's a lot, man. And at in that level—
1: condensed- and too. these
0: three seasons being sandwiched together and condensed, it's affecting the older guys much more than it is affecting the younger guys. And so, yeah, the Lakers are going to have to rely on Malik Monk and Talon Horton Tucker, who is out right now, and their young guys to, to really sort of lead, you know, sp- play those spot minutes. Because And Anthony Davis, because he's a young guy. Right. But, you know, what does Chuck say about what does Charles say about Anthony Davis all the time? Leads the league and heading to the locker room. Right. Or he calls him street clothes. I mean, look, man, he, he, he has got to be the guy who plays 75, 70, whatever games and is like the dominant force on both ends. That allows LeBron to rest throughout the 82 game season. So that he is at his best for the games that matter, which are the 16 you need to win the championship. Russell Westbrook off to a slow start. Now he says, every year I'm off to a slow start. That's true. That is what Russ does. But again, Russ is another one who is older. Like, you're not 24 or 25. And these are the things that it, it will affect you. And same thing's happening in Brooklyn to a certain extent. The you know the Nets are for two and two start. The only player on that team who looks like he's ready for this season is Durant. Everybody else, I don't know where they're at. And James Harden's a big reason for it. I was just going to say... Harden, yeah, And he said something interesting after Sunday's game. He said, I'm working on getting my confidence back. When have you ever heard James Harden say anything about lacking confidence and waiting to get it back? And this is tied to that hamstring injury he suffered last year. Really the first major injury he's had in his basketball career. And that's what it's about. Because what's happening in isolation, Jenna, is he's not able to cook guys one-on-one. The burst and the explosion Mm -hmm. is not there. And James is also someone who, let's be honest, is not a workout warrior, right? He's not a guy in the offseason that's in the gym, you know, constantly, like, fine-tuning his body. And uh, that's, you know, James likes to live life in the offseason and do his thing, rightfully so. But we all know this, the things we used to do when we were 18, 19, 20, 21 are a lot harder when we're 30, 31, 32, right? The body doesn't respond and recover as quick. It is no different for high-performance athletes. And so you must change the way you do things, right? Your off-season is critical. The preparation to make sure you are ready. And he is not ready right now. He's still working his way back into shape. Um, And, you know, it's going to be a struggle. So, you know, Kevin Durant's really kind of on an island right now, you know, holding down the fort for that team.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, he hasn't been to the line as much, and of course, that is due to the new rules. Some of um, it, some of it, right? It, most Stop. of it, some
0: of Stop. most, most of it is because he doesn't have the explosion and he can't get by guys as quickly, right? That's part of it. Um, and yeah. the refs are being a little, uh, they're being a little better about the foul calling at the rim, like the the the, mm-hmm. the contact in the lane. Because the thing I, you know, that uh, people are always like ah, oh, the new foul, the new foul rules. James Harden is the guy that they're that they're targeting. If you watch, James Harden isn't the jump into players. That's not his game. His game is a start, stop, start game. I've said this a numerous times before. He is number one in the NBA in terms of deceleration time. He he, and Luka Doncic are the best at getting their body to stop from a fast position than anyone in the league, by far. Their deceleration ability is better than anyone in the league. And that's part of his game, right? The ability to stop, start, start on a dime. That causes fouls, causes guys to reach right now at the rim. They're not calling that as much, right? When he's leading in with his own and, and holding the ball out and trying to initiate the contact, they're not calling that on him. And, you know, that's going to take some time for him to work through and for the ref to work through. We'll see. But that's an interesting point that you brought up, Jennifer, because free throw rates big. Those are free points, all right? James Harden, someone who's been to the line in some seasons, 10 times a game. And if he's down to three or less than three a game, that ain't good. They Got to get those free points
1: exactly. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, the definite elephant in the room is Harden. Uh, he is the one that needs to make at least who points with him with that, like with him there. So, again, the crucial absence of his is really like weighing on me more and more. At first, I was like, I think that maybe they can do this, and now I'm like, hmm. Well, James Harden comes to the season per usual, not in shape, so it's fine. Um, It's fine. It's fine. And then that makes me think about, you know, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm like, yo, homie, like, get it together. Like, are you kidding me right now? I got Having have my other boy over here who dragged my ass to Brooklyn, and he ain't even here. and are not going to deal with your out of shape ass? I'm sorry. I know Kevin Durant can do it all, but there's got to be a mental point where you say, okay, like, what's going on? Like, now I'm feeling a little bit disrespected.
0: Well, and to your point, Jenna, for the Nets, that's something that head coach Steve Nash has got to monitor. Because if Durant's got to play heavy minutes early in the season, just to keep this team afloat. What is that going to mean for later in the season? Again, the 16 games that matter. For Brooklyn, it's not about the 82 games. It's about the 16. And you want those guys to be at their best at the 16, not the 82. And remember, he is still only a year off of, you know, uh, or two years off of Achilles surgery, right? Like, this guy still needs some monitors, minutes, and can't be out here taking on that heavy load, particularly after the heavy load he carried in that second round playoff series against the Bucks and the Olympics, Mm -hmm. like they're going to have to be monitoring and and definitely find out ways to build in some rest and nights off for him. Because again, it ain't about the 82. This group came here to win a championship. So it's about those 16 games.
1: Heck yeah, they did. Uh, Last but not least, real quick, we'll mention the Trailblazers because they got a one-and-two record under new head coach Chauncey Billups who called their latest loss to the Clippers embarrassing. And I shouldn't even call it a loss. They got smacked by 30 points um, and without the Kawhi Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Clippers. So what are your thoughts about this? Just because, again, the— the slander is going to come early on when people start hitting Dame with, "Oh, you chose to stay for this." Ba 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 ba. And again, I already know that you aren't the biggest fan of this uh, backcourt
0: um, in him and CJ. Yeah, it, it, and it's mainly because in the playoffs, I think that their their defensive shortcomings really get exposed, and their size, right? Small backcourts get picked on a ton, and they do. I mean, Dame's six foot barely, CJ's six two. I mean, small backcourts get picked on in the postseason, and their size hurts and limits them in certain respects um but you know look dame's off to a slow start shooting three um cj's playing well which is great for them look it is again it's not, it's not lose our minds only three games in but dame said he wants to give new head coach chauncey billups a shot and see what's there but you like this roster i mean it ain't any better than any of the rosters they've had in the past Right, it's still about what they didn't can upgrade. right. It's still about what can Dame and CJ do. Right, that's still what it is. Um, and sh- sure, those guys are electric and great, but I just you know Dame's whole point is about winning. Sorry, this is not a this 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 team is not a that's not a winning team. I mean, in terms of the championship, that's not a contender. I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna yeah. fight to be in the playoffs. And okay, <laughs> so is that really what you stuck around for? All that, all right, cool. We'll see.
1: Oh my god, you cracked me. Up. I mean, I'm
0: just keeping it 100, man.
1: <laughs> hey, I love it. I love to hear it. Love to see it. Um, all right, let's move on to the bold and the beautiful happening in Philadelphia. <laughs> that would be Ben Simmons and the Sixers. Um, that was the first soap opera that came to my mind except <laughs> a couple others now. But Days anyway, alive, let's you know. Yep, days of our lives, General Hospital, you know how I roll. Um, But let's talk about this saga here because it's slowed down a little bit in the news, but the latest is that Ben is apparently working with the team. The team is working with him. um, And he said that he's not mentally ready to return. And the team has supported him um, publicly. The players have, Joel Embiid mentioned that that Simmons is their brother on uh, the Sixers opening night two days after he said he didn't care about him anymore. <laughs> and, um, and yeah. So, so again, uh, Simmons hasn't really addressed anything directly around the public, hasn't met with me and nothing, but the newest um, uh, news in the contractual details, I guess we could say is that apparently uh, ESPN reports that the Sixers are no longer finding him for mispractices or games. So that's interesting. Um, but that also comes after, you know, he said that he was having some mental um, health issues. So
0: well, or, or he, not sure. he's not mentally in the right frame of mind to, to participate. And that's the thing. It's a very fuzzy area. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. you know, mental health could be seen as a shield in one in one instance. And it's also something we want to take seriously. So I don't know what's going on in Ben's right. as far as his mental health. What I do know is this um sixers president of basketball operations daryl morey went on philadelphia local radio and said look we are not trading this guy unless we Mm -hmm. get difference maker back in return he has been Mm -hmm. very clear and adamant about that um and one of the quotes that that he said was you know would you rather remove a perceived problem or increase your odds of winning in the playoffs and this is where daryl for me where i have issues with him i think he's a phenomenal gm But Daryl gets the people part of this business wrong often. Like Joel can say whatever he wants out on the floor. This is our brother. We support him, blah, blah, blah. Ben did address Joel and some of his teammates uh, last week. But, you know, this is an ugly situation. And the bottom line is by December 15th, there'll be a whole crop of new players available to be traded who couldn't have been traded earlier because they had just signed deals. We'll see what's available and on the table. The reality of all of this is is that Ben Simmons does not want to play for the 76ers at all. And Daryl Morey does not want to move him unless he gets back a star in return. Um, how long can he wait it out? He said, I'm willing to wait four years because that's how long Ben is left on his contract. The, 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 the organization and the city cannot do this for four more years. So that won't happen. We'll see. We'll see what things look like come December. Who knows? I mean, the Blazers are 2-12 t- in December or whatever and it's like oh we gotta we gotta you know cha- a dame's ready get off the sinking ship or whatever the situation is who knows we shall see but look everyone's trying to find a put a, a face a, a nice face on it but it's an ugly ugly situation that really frankly i would love to have resolved sooner rather than later and like let's get back to actual basketball
1: yeah because in the end i mean this team is only suffering i mean i'm sorry but the human aspect of it if i'm on the team and i gotta see this bs every single day i'm not talking about the mental aspect of it i'm talking about seeing my team's name in the news every day question marks chemistry issues this now whether it be rumors or true i'd be pissed yeah. like there's only yeah. so much you could take at this yeah. point you know so yeah we'll see about that um definitely a dicey situation but Maybe we'll get a Christmas trade. You never know. <laughs> never know. We're, we're, we're ruined for you, Philly. We're ruined for <laughs> Let's um, get to a quick little tidbits and, and notes here because my guy,
0: my guy, <laughs> oh, God.
1: Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo mm, Anthony. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a Laker now, strolls in the first couple games, just decides to be ninth all time on the NBA is scoring list to pass Hall of Famer Moses Malone for the nine spot. It's just, it's just beautiful. Oh my God. Gerard.
0: Oh my God. What are we doing
1: I think he here? dropped like what? 30 in that game? No,
0: 27 or 28. Listen, Melo had a great game. Kudos to Melo, by the way. Ninth all time in scoring. Listen, here's one thing we know about Carmelo Anthony. Dude is one of the greatest, the great bucket getters of all time in the history of this game. And this game has had <laughs> elite bucket makers, as we know. Uh, as, as the great uh, Bill Russell said in that Uncle Drew commercial, what these young kids need to understand is this game is and always will be about getting buckets. That's, and that is that's what fans, casual, whomever, they, they love buckets. That's what we like to see is buckets. Um, so and Melo is one of the greatest ever at doing it, clearly, as he moves into the top 10 all time. Ninth. Um, it's a wonderful accomplishment. Kudos to Melo. You know, he was out of the league a few years ago. People thought he was washed. Clearly, he still has things to offer. But again, if you're a Los Angeles Lakers fan, enjoy these moments as they happen. But do not expect them as, you know, this is something that's going to be continuous or something we can rely on. Sure, every once in a while, he'll turn back the clock and do something like this. More often than not, probably not.
1: Talk about raining on a damn parade. Again, I'm just
0: I'm just keeping it real. But kudos.
1: Kudos to Melo. No, you're keeping kudos. it hundred. What I will say is the documentary or series that is going to come out on this that's going to follow. Well,
0: we, 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 you are you're, you're getting some technical difficulties there. I don't know what's happening with your Wi-Fi, but I... you <laughs> You are like in frozen freeze frame. Oh, you're back now. Oh, oh, oh! frozen freeze frame again, folks. This is the beauty of doing stuff over Wi-Fi. You just. Is it good now? You, you're good now.
1: Good now? Good now? Mm-hmm. Because it, um, I knew as soon as you said it, it switched over to Ariel's.
0: Switched over to Ariel's. Um,
1: it always does that. Okay. Yeah, it always does that. It goes between mine and Ariel's. God damn it. Where was I
0: mellow look kudos kudos to mellow
1: yeah no that's all i all i was saying was um again i i ruin everything but all (laughs) i was saying was the documentary or series about mellow's journey is going to be so good especially from the part where he was out of the league um until he became a laker the conversation with lebron i mean could you imagine the lakers locker room right now between lebron's camera crew mellow's camera crew rondo's presumed camera crew and westbrook's even though he just popped out a documentary they're probably all running into each other and getting lost i mean like they just make one big one
0: hollywood that's what that's that's it the, the Lakers are so Hollywood. So, like the Hollywood.
1: way the amount of people that the Lakers probably have to employ extra as opposed to <laughs> other teams like the Thunder um, and the Bucks <laughs> is out of control because you have to handle so many stars and different types of things in that Hollywood aspect. But yeah, gotta love it. Purple and gold <laughs> for life.
0: Oh boy. Um,
1: let's go down <laughs> to another uh, Man,
0: five years ago, you were a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Now it's <laughs> purple and gold for life. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it
1: you know what that was actually funny so just, listen, so, just
0: keep it real man keep it real
1: you always do That's a, listen you man always...
0: you 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 are a lebron stand. listen you got to stand for your guy i get it i get it
1: thank you for supporting my journey um <laughs> let's move on to another member of this friendship group mm. banana boat group, whatever you want to call it technically mellow claims he's not a part of it We, i say he is um <laughs> But anyway, Chris Paul, he became the first player in the NBA history to have 20,000 career points and 10,000 career assists. I mean, the point, God, reigns supreme once again. Gerard, I mean, what else do we have to say about this man? I
0: mean, this is, you know, Chris Paul, unfortunately, because he doesn't have a championship ring and you know about rings, culture and all that ridiculousness, uh, right, Z because people are stupid, Um because you know they somehow think of championships as individual awards even though yeah. as I say all the time mm-hmm. you don't win titles by yourself you need teams that's how they work big facts um chris is one of the great point guards of all time uh, obviously a uh, first ballot hall of famer uh, obviously one of the nba 75 greatest players of all time uh you know a, a, a point guard for generations right in that old school sense right a, a true floor general someone who Jenna makes the most out of his size. Chris is six foot on a good day in his shoes. And one of yeah. the smallest guys in the league. And to carve out this kind of career with 20,000 points, 10,000 career assists. And again, it's still going. He went to the finals last year with the Phoenix Suns. Kudos, man. I just, he's been rookie of the year. Like, he's been all NBA multiple times. I mean, an all-star multiple. I mean, he is an assist champion. champ. I mean, he's done it all in this league. The only thing he hasn't done is win the big one but that is that's a team thing right like and you know he had a shot last year and in many ways i know that stung for him because of the, the age he's at now and the chances of yeah. making it back and getting there are it's it's hard to win in this league you know you always talk about yeah. you know if players came along at a different time like he came along in the lebron era like it's it's unfortunate right it's, it's like guys that came along in the jordan era it's like eh, well it's tough yeah. when you have those all-time greats in your era who and chris is an all-time great but those like generational top five goat type of players it's hard to get past them you know it just is
1: it is and it especially with this jump from going to the finals last season to this year the league is completely different now I mean you could argue that that's the case every year however how many guys are back from injury I mean the Mm -hmm. fact that in one season alone you had what Katie out Clay out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you, top was out. perennial mm-hmm. stars. Yeah, like that. Those are difference makers right there in records and so on. I mean, it could be the explanation for certain teams' leaps, but we don't have all the time. <laughs> um, but you did mention really quick the NBA's seventy um, fifth anniversary list, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. we're not going to jump too much into the. Um, I hate to use Gerard's word, but propaganda of it, <laughs> but. Real quick, I mean, there were some notable names that were left off and naming um, to start Klay Thompson just because he is the one that seemed to express the most emotion about being left off the list, took to Instagram, complained on there. But, yeah, I mean, you got guys on the list and then you got guys not on the list like Tracy McGrady, Tony Parker, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, um, Dwight Howard was
0: a big one. That was a Chris big one.
1: Chris yeah, Kevin the Combo, David you know, Genobly, but Dwight Howard. Yeah. Dwight
0: Howard was I think one of the biggest snubs. Look, this is what the NBA wanted to do with this. They wanted this conversation on Twitter everybody to yell and get angry and you know, I think and this is no disrespect to any of those players of this era, of that era, but we have to stop doing these player comparisons over eras because it's just it it's it's not it's not apples to apples. In the 1950s, when there were eight teams in the league, eight, okay, we have 30 teams now, the quality and level of competition is so much higher and better now than it was then. And that's not to say that though the guys who were the best back then weren't great at basketball, but it is unequivocally true that pick a, pick a player from this era, Jaron Jackson Jr., is yeah. a better athlete than anyone who played in the 1950s. Right, like, it's just true. Yeah, I mean, he just is. Right, and he is one person. Right. Think about this league full of unicorns and athletes. Your John Collins's, your Giannis's, like Kevin Durant. These people who, if you drop them off in the fifties, they'd be like, "What are you? This like, you're an alien. What are you doing here? Like, it would be crazy. So we really need to start doing a demarcation thing where we say, okay. From this period, we're gonna make that like legends, historical, and and just take them away and start really reshaping what we're talking about when we say basketball in the modern era, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just it's just too difficult to do. It's way too hard, and you're gonna have people on lists that you know probably shouldn't be there, right? Let's let's be honest, right? Again, I don't want to discount his championships or whatever, but you're trying to compare Bob Cousy to <laughs> Chris Paul. I mean, what, what what are we talking about here? Like what? Like what? What even is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, Pure won- chaos. Cousy won a bunch of titles again in an eighteen league. I just I, sure like I just it's not apples to apples, right? So I just think that when the NBA does this again in twenty five years, that NBA one hundred list, they're gonna have to do some real like you know trimming of all right. We are only doing it from this period onward. Modern. Everyone who's on that old list, it's grandfathered in. They're legends of the game, whatever. Whatever you want to do, but you, you have to start looking at this stuff differently because comparing these players across eras is
1: just – it's 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 a fool's errand. Oh, a fool's errand. Putting that in my pocket for later. <laughs> um, all right. Before we head out, now that uh, we've seen a couple games real quick, mm-hmm. what's what's the team that you're,
0: you're kind of you like
1: – yeah. Like, what do you what are you liking?
0: A, a few teams. Uh, I'm watching Denver. I'm watching I, you know, I love my Grizzlies. I'm loving what those grizzlies are doing. That you listen, that game against league. the Lakers. Oh man, it went, it went down to the wire. Like, it was wonderful. Jaws playing well. Jaren's had a few good games. You know, I, I just, you know, I love those grizzlies. The Nuggets I mentioned. I'm watching the Hawks, man. Again, the best young core in the league. Uh oh. t- they just listen. I'll say this. The Nets screw around. Philly screws around and the Hawks will find themselves in that top three. And the other team that I'm watching, minus their blowout loss to the Miami Heat, um, which in many ways happened because they put all their energy into their opening night ring ceremony game. They wanted to show the Nets that they were they were serious. We're the defending champs. I'm watching the Milwaukee Bucks, Jenna. Like, guess what? Things are quiet in Milwaukee. No drama. Ain't nobody thinking about us. There's, as, as I said it a million times, their superstar is now 26 years old. He is just entering his prime. He ain't 30-something like these other dudes we're talking about.
1: I think he just turned 26, didn't he? Just turned 26, just
0: turned he? 26 I believe. Um, and yeah. if not, Whatever. If he turns 27, who cares? He's still no, I young. I think he just turned, yeah. And Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are in their 30, 31. Jenna, the, the Bucks could be the NBA's next dynasty. Like, they could. They have everything you need.
1: I just got the chills, they, they Rod. They could just be. thinking about that.
0: Because here's the thing, as I said before, who in the league are they actually afraid of?
1: You're right. Nobody. Now that I
0: think They about won it. the title. They The monkey is off their back. But ain't got to worry about, it. Oh, I'm going to lose my job. People think I can't. All that Thank stuff. Thank God. Giannis is going to leave. He's signed his extension. Everybody's signed up. What are they worried about?
1: It's a good point that you make too. They're superstar, the MVP, the defensive the, player of the year, all that. Yeah, he's twenty six. Wow! And then when you go on to every other team,
0: their stars are in their thirties and injury prone.
1: Mm-hmm. Because you could go to Philly, but Joel Embiid's injury prone. Sure,
0: and we don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. Uh huh. Wow. And and again, and if they don't, that's
1: a really good point. And
0: without Ben Simmons on that team, they're not a, they're not championship contender. As much as Ben has no. his issues, and we know what they are, you, you take him off that team, and they're just, they're not as good. They just aren't. So yeah, man, no. Milwaukee sl- Milwaukee whistling away out in Milwaukee right now, like everyone's forgotten about us. Cool, we're good.
1: I saw some somebody tweet the other day. Um, I can't remember which team it was, but it was like, looks like whatever team is. Uh, looking to recruit Ben Simmons hard they can't shoot for shit and I was
0: like jokes I was
1: like you guys are savages here the the,
0: the jokes just write themselves but anyway I'm excited Jenna this NBA season has been great to start uh we got some national games tonight right Philly and 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 the Knicks um is the first game uh what's the what's the second game tonight on ESPN uh Nuggets
1: that's uh Denver yeah Denver and Jack? Uh,
0: D- Denver, Utah. Yeah, which, uh, that's a good one. That's a very that's good, one. Be a Utah, good one because Utah, Utah's another one. Utah's my pick to come out of the West. So we'll see. And you, hey. and you know, I love Denver and PJ off to a little bit of a slow start, but again, only three games in. We'll see.
1: I can't wait. Tell them where they can find us, Gerard.
0: As always, folks, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We are on Twitter at Seven Footers Pod, on Instagram at Seven Footers Podcast, at JS Hector, at Gentleman Celli, and until next week. Enjoy the games. Peace. Peace. Spent a couple years out here with these raps, to have a plan that we may come true. Applied to some jobs, but I ain't here back. I don't wanna trap. What's a man gon' do? Chevy told me come through to the spot. Got a little kickback. Bring the whole crew. Right around ten, came
1: dressed in the nines. You already know what we really finna do when we pull up on the scene. Pull up on the scene. Pull up. On